Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the Foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's right. You read the title of this episode correctly. I have the one, the only, Robin the Dixon of the Real Housewives Potomac here with me today. And we get into it all. We catch up on her personal life. We talk embellished and reasonably shady. And then we get deep. I mean deep into this season of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Everything from Ashley and Michael's divorce to Wendy versus everybody <laughs> to the Chris Bassett of it all. I haven't gotten a chance to kiki with Robin since I was a guest on an episode of Reasonably Shady back in 2021, which of course I'll link out to in the show notes for those who haven't gotten a chance to hear that episode. Before you listen to this conversation, hit that pause button, subscribe to the podcast, Leave me a five-star rating and review. Pour yourself a cocktail, you know, if, you know, you're listening at work. Don't worry, I won't snitch. And get ready for a great conversation with one half of our favorite reality TV duo, Robin Dixon of the Green-Eyed Bandits, baby. It's your new episode of Reality in Comics 2. Let's do it. right you're listening to reality and comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted tv and film i'm kendrick but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek you want some hot takes about the real housewives or love island or maybe you just want some extra insight on the scarlet witch or the marvel cinematic universe well you're in the right place grab a cocktail sit back and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me out there this is an exciting day okay i get to talk to one of y'all know i there are certain housewives i love okay across all the franchises i just love me 
some certain housewives and one of them of course i have with me today y'all know i'm one of the people you can't tell me nothing about the green eyed bandits okay i am a green eyed bandit fan i'm here today with one of them and i am super excited to talk to her i haven't gotten a chance to catch up with her like in podcast capacity and almost i think it's been almost a year now which is kind of crazy it's i was on her podcast and now she's here so we have to give her a great welcome y'all i have with me the one the only robin dixon of the real housewives of potomac robin how are you what's up kendrick baby how are you doing oh my god i'm i'm better now i am oh, better now <laughs> yeah, listen i you know i love and appreciate you and your support so thank you so much and, absolutely and, and not even just because you know you like you said i'm one of your favorites but like just the support of the show in general i really appreciate you and everyone who mm-hmm. you know, does similar work for um you know the shows that they love i appreciate all y'all absolutely and you know like i for god knows how long now i've always like I wanted to, you know, especially, you know, Atlanta is what kind of kicked it off for me. And then you guys came along and I was like, I'm in heaven. So I was always like, I have to make sure that if, if nobody else is covering these shows, I got to make sure that I'm at least like doing everything I can to like get this stuff spread and shared and liked and all of that. So you don't, no need to thank me. I'm going to do it every single week. I love yeah, it. And of course, you know, you put your, your humor on it, which makes it even better. <laughs> Why? Thank you. I appreciate all the likes too. Every like I, I will take. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot has changed since the last time we talked. And one of the big ones is that I think I maybe a couple of months after I was on the podcast, you guys went into a whole nother stratosphere. Now y'all are the NAACP Image Award nominated oh, yes. podcast. Okay. Yes. Not just reasonably shady. They got to put some respect on your name. So exactly. That, yes. was, that was definitely an honor that we weren't expecting at all. And when I heard about it, I was like, oh my gosh, like, cause you know, we don't know what we're doing. We just started a podcast and we're just talking, you know, talking crazy. And <laughs> to be honored and nominated for that was like, just so surprising but such a blessing i like it's awesome and the podcast has been doing amazing so perfect thank you for being on the podcast you were awesome um and thank you anybody who listens to reasonably shady we appreciate everyone we it's part of our our monday routine we love it over here yes (laughs) i gotta know like talk me through that day though like when y'all when you and giselle found out that y'all were actually nominated like what was that feeling where were you like was it just a normal day or would like did someone like say hey you know these nominations are coming out today be ready you might be on a list or anything like that (laughs) no you know what so so our um podcast network the black effect they, you know, weeks before said, oh, we're going to nominate you for NAACP award. And we were like, okay, thanks. You know, <laughs> you know, not expecting anything. And one day I was on my couch and a friend of mine sent it to me. It was like, congratulations, Robin. I think the NAACP, NAACP was like posting, you know, all the nominees. So a friend of mine sent it to me and she's like, congratulations. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so like, I look at it. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was just like, get out of here. Like, this is mm-hmm. so crazy. So I sent it to Giselle. Giselle was at lunch with a friend of hers and like, she lost it. She was just like, oh my God, like so shocked, so surprised. So we get on FaceTime. So she was at lunch. I was in my house. We get on FaceTime and pour shots. So I poured a shot in my house. She, they poured a shot where they were and we like drank to it. We were just like, this is so awesome. I mean, it was just like the, the biggest surprise and shock. We weren't expecting it at all. Nice. I see. I love that for y'all. It's one thing to be like, you know, nominated for one of the other categories but when your own community recognizes you. That's, that's a huge thing. Like it, it is, you know, and it yeah. just lets us know that like we're doing something at least right a little a little right you know oh yeah <laughs> very very entertainment added i love you know, that if you let people on on twitter or wherever tell you we you know we're the scum of the earth so it's good <laughs> to have a little validation from people that actually matter <laughs> yes the scum of the earth but they won't change the tv sets how about that <laughs> i mean they watching because they like somebody i guess mm-hmm. I <laughs> I mean, oh, we're the scum of the earth. No, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we're the scum of the earth, but no. Right. 
Twitter is the scum of the earth. It's the devil's playground. Okay? I don't I don't dance in it too often. I stick to Instagram and the lakes that I'm used to. I don't go over there too yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's your family been? Like I know it's it's crazy that we've seen your boys literally grow up on camera. It's been over what eight years now since y'all started shooting this, right. and then to where this is airing. So like we've seen them grow. We've seen your relationship to Juan, like, you know, early scenes, it was kind of in limbo, but now y'all are back engaged, happy, mm-hmm. got the new house together, everything. How's the family? Everybody's great. It's so crazy. So my oldest son, Corey, is literally like two inches taller than me now. And wow. Yeah. So it's so crazy to watch old episodes and to see how cute they were. And just, <laughs> you know, and back then, like, they were just kind of, they, I didn't have to like, beg them to film now like you know it's like they can't be bothered like <laughs> they don't want me to take a picture I can't even take a picture of them I can't you know I'm like my son Carter is like the funniest kid you'll ever meet and I'm like oh my god Carter you should have like a little YouTube channel or TikTok something something let's do it mm-hmm. like, so like no you know he don't want anyone to do it but I'm having fun with them they are are definitely you know, my, my little, my little buddies, um, and mm-hmm. watching them grow up has been really nice. And, um, the family as a whole, Juan is great. His basketball season is kicking off. So he's super, you know, <laughs> busy and stressed, mm-hmm. um, but everybody's just great. Corey broke his foot. So he's in a little boot, but you know, growing pains. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a, a listener submitted question while we're on the topic of, uh, uh, family, Kaya from the Bravo While Black podcast, she wants to know if Juan still wants a baby girl, like, you know, or are you guys okay with being a family of four? Like, did y'all make that decision? And and if you do want a baby girl, have y'all picked out a name? (laughs) (laughs) So we've had our baby girl names for like years. Okay. Um, It hasn't changed. It would be the same thing. He still wants, he is so crazy. He still wants a baby girl. Like, literally we'll have, um, so we just found out like his brother is expecting a baby, his second baby. And, and when, he, when he found out his brother was expecting, I think one of his assistant coaches is expecting a baby too. Um, and he's just like, he cannot shake the baby fever and particularly like wanting Ooh. a little girl. And like any, it's a, um, one of his other assistant coaches, she has a, um, a little girl who's probably about five now mm-hmm. and, and she brings him to work a lot and the little girl just loves on him and hugs up on him and he'll mm. see pictures and be like oh I want this and like he wants he wants to be he definitely wants to be a girl dad so bad but he also wants to like he wants another chance at the baby stage because yeah he really wasn't very uh helpful and hands-on and present for when Corey and Carter were little babies and so mm-hmm he won't let it go but I'm just like I'm too old for that I really am (laughs) but then so I said to him recently I was like okay if if we get like a live-in nanny I'll think about it he's like no I don't want to live in I'm like oh well we ain't having no baby right well gotta concede somewhere listen (laughs) like you want me to what carry a whole child and and do that do this over again you better give me something right you got things going on i know that's right (laughs) i uh your baby i said you're right (laughs) i loved hearing about uh you and giselle's BravoCon experience on the podcast Mm -hmm. and uh kind of overall like how was the experience because i feel like there's been a bit of a shift when it comes to the way that the show is kind of like revered amongst the Bravo community now. So like, I feel like the amount of love that you guys received at BravoCon was probably almost like unimaginable. Like, how was it? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, You know, that was my first BravoCon. It was most of our first BravoCon. Mm-hmm. The first one was a lot smaller, mm-hmm. but um, just having so many people tell, you know, come up to us, tell us how much they love the show. Um, so many people, like I, I think I said on the podcast, would tell us how much they enjoyed our panel. It, and mm. they said it in a way to say that the other ones weren't as, I don't know, engaging or whatever, for whatever reason. And it was just like, wow, like, I really remember, I'll never forget, to be mm-hmm. honest, feeling like the stepchild, um, feeling like, you know, looking on the Bravo Instagram page and never seeing them post about us and mm-hmm. now it's like we're all over BravoCon we're doing 
you know, shoot, we're, I was, I'm work back to back to back to back Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, at mm-hmm. all different events and just having people go crazy. Like it was just, it, it was definitely a, um, a surreal moment. And like, I, I had to like, <laughs> so many people were like, is Juan here? Is Juan here? But so I had, to <laughs> I had to FaceTime Juan and just help him understand like just how major it was. And he was just like, this is insane. Cause it was just wow. thousands of screaming fans behind me and, you know, smiling and so happy and excited. And it was just, I mean, it was just amazing. I, I'm, I'm so grateful Ooh. for the experience. And I'm like, I think, I feel like they want to do it every year. I don't know how they're going to do that every year, but wow that's i love because i feel like we like as the community had to I think you're right like we had to kind of tell like constantly tell people like I, I think the shift happened around like i don't know season three-ish maybe season four we were telling people like are y'all not watching but like this is like the best show on tv why are y'all not watching this and yeah. people slowly started like okay you know maybe it's starting and especially like covid time too they're like okay i'm just gonna i'm at home i'm gonna go back i'm gonna watch it and nobody came back and was like, it wasn't for me. Everyone was like, this is the best like show Bravo has on right now. Like you guys in Married to Medicine, I always say, if y'all aren't watching those two shows, mm-hmm. you're missing out on like quality Bravo yeah. content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Married to Medicine. And what I love about Married to Medicine, I think it's, you have like a little bit of similarities in that they've had a core group of women on their yes. show for a very long time. And it's the same thing for us. And I really think there's value in that. You know, I'm not trying to like, save my job by saying that but right (laughs) but you know it definitely when I watch Mary's Medicine I love it because I feel like it's so fresh it's Mm -hmm. it's so fresh and it's just amazing it's still so fresh and they've been on there for so long right you know that makes me you know happy and gives me hope for us you guys never disappoint so it's 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 good to have y'all like back to back because people can really see like especially compared to like some of the other nights sometimes it's it gets a little darker and stuff but like Sundays are just like two hours of like just straight laughs and mm-hmm. shade and like all it's, it's just it's a good time yeah yeah <laughs> speaking of BravoCon though you're probably one of the few people that might I don't know if you can but you might be able to give us an update one of the things that like broke Beyonce's internet during BravoCon was Ashley Darby and Luke from Summer House, like, you know, we, we don't know what happened there, but it seemed like they had a little connection. Any idea if they're still like in touch and talking and, you know, yeah. I haven't talked, I haven't talked to Ashley since BravoCon. Mm. She made it seem like it was just a BravoCon thing. Like, I don't okay. know, like longevity in it, but you never know. She was quite, you know, the next morning we had the, our panel um, mm-hmm. on Sunday and she was quite like you know blushing and giddy and just mm. kind of coy but so um I think she enjoyed her weekend but I don't I don't know that it's something that she's like looking at for longevity fair and it, it'd be a I don't know if it's coast to coast or what I don't know where he is most of the time but probably long distance so yeah, it might be a little because he's on the show summer house so I guess he would be in the New York area so maybe that's like a you know, when she goes to New York type thing. Okay. Cause I don't know if he lives there full time. I think he like goes back to, I don't, I don't know what's want to say the wrong state, but maybe know. Minnesota. And, but I think he is like maybe friend of territory on the show still. So I don't okay. know I'm, if they want it to happen. I'm manifesting for him. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> she, she definitely. She enjoyed herself from whatever, you know, she, she wouldn't give up all the tea. Mm. Um, but she enjoyed herself. Well, there we go. That's all we can ask for. <laughs> uh, let's kind of jump into the show then. Uh, the first thing I kind of need to ask, which has been on everybody's mind, it's going to be the most random thing to you probably. But at the time of this recording, you know, we've seen three episodes now and we still don't have taglines. Did y'all record taglines this season? Like what's going on? I know. I, that's like the thing now. I My guess is that may I, I have recorded mine. Okay. I guess is maybe they're not happy with everyone's. Mm. Maybe everyone hasn't had a chance to record theirs. Um, so I'm hoping we'll we'll get one soon. But I have I have recorded mine. Giselle has recorded hers. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to put a call into somebody get some. You know, what? let me check somebody right now. Yeah, we we need we need to know because we've been you know that's one thing across all the, we look forward to like seeing those taglines. So we. We need that. 
you know and it's so funny because like it's like the little things that are so important to the right like to me I'm just always like you know so I'm the type I'm not I I don't know they're always you know they they give you the opportunity to come up with a tagline Mm -hmm. and if you don't then they help you with some or whatever they have some suggestions and I never come up with one for myself because I'm just not I don't know I'm not that type of person that even thinks about myself enough to like give myself a tagline right I don't know like Mm -hmm. I just so I'm like, whatever. I don't care. Like, what, what, what is the tagline? All right, what are we doing? Oh, right. Blah, blah, Just give it to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a big deal at mm-hmm. all to us. Like, so, or at least to me. So I'm like, right. gosh, y'all with these daggone taglines. <laughs> I'm texting somebody right now. Okay, perfect. See, we, we y'all, we might get an answer live. You never know. It might be an exclusive for the podcast. <laughs> right. Um, The fans online have been like, they've been going up for Robin Dixon this season. Like, I feel like you've kind of like so far in these episodes, you've kind of been at the forefront this year and almost serving as like a go between between like the groups of like kind of the, the big conflict that's on the show right now, which we all love. I know you and Giselle, like don't really like let social media kind of affect, you know, your job and like all this kind of stuff or affect you really your day to day. Y'all don't really care about that stuff too much, but it must be nice seeing like people, like standing Robin Dixon this season I mean well I, like I don't you know I don't really go on Twitter so I don't know like people have told me like oh people you know I don't know I've, I've heard mm-hmm. but I don't really know to what extent but I have seen something where like oh she has a voice and I'm just like I don't I've had a voice since always then. I don't you know and honestly I feel like and it's so funny it's like oh she's finally checking Giselle I'm like I've checked her numerous times like mm-hmm. numerous. even you know season two with the whole Sharice and the fireman thing like I was really upset with that and we had a scene and I, I feel like it, they're either new people that maybe didn't start season one mm-hmm. or I also do realize that there was a there was pretty big effort to create that narrative by somebody that was on the show before um, okay you know what I mean like they they mm-hmm. kind of pushed that narrative um and then you have people who just it's just because I'm going against Giselle that they're excited I don't know it's just I'm like right. I, I'm not a different person at all like it's not the red hair I'm not a different person I do feel like in the past they would concentrate more on like the Giselle and Karen beef and maybe now since they're friends like other people can <laughs> right <laughs> I'm in um but I've always spoken my mind. I've always, you know, had my own opinion. Even mm-hmm. if Giselle and I, you know, weren't getting along with a particular person, our reasons were different, you know? Right. So, but they always, for whatever reason, want to lump us in together. I get it. We're friends, but I don't, I don't know. So I don't know, whatever. I appreciate right. if people are enjoying me this, this season, I appreciate it, but it's really nothing new. And maybe if they go back and watch, they'll be like, oh, okay. It is nothing exactly. new. It, you, yeah. I feel like you can kind of tell when someone's been watching Potomac specifically from the beginning and when someone like jumped in, like maybe because, oh my God, I heard there's this explosion on season five. Like, let me start there. Like, right. I feel like there's a big difference in the fandom because like a lot of us go up for that, that core four, especially like we love people that have been watching from the beginning can appreciate how just like how checked in this entire cast is usually for work as opposed to like maybe some other reality shows out there so it really is kind of a when you started watching thing and I think true day one Potomac fans have always seen like a very nuanced Robin Dixon right yeah yeah I don't know I'm like I'm definitely the same person (laughs) right right just and I'm you know I'm not the type I don't do stuff um I'm not strategic. I'm not performative. I, mm-hmm. I interact like a human being. I don't, you know, it's one thing. So, and I don't care about like filtering myself or mm-hmm. saying things that, that I think would be um, well, re- well received by the audience. Mm-hmm. For example, not inviting Wendy's kids to that, to the play date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that that's not a good look, but guess what? I'm a human being. And if I'm, literally arguing with someone and you saw there's a lot of stuff you didn't see she called me the devil she told me all of baltimore was gonna come after me like if i'm literally in an argument oh. with someone 
um, yeah, I'm not speaking to you. Like that's human nature. And I want to mm -hmm. know what person in their right mind would turn around to a person and say, oh, would you like to come to family day? You know, but right. I, I have all these people messaging me. Oh my God, it's too horrible. The kids are off limits, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but their mom is not. So sorry. <laughs> Hello. And there are other playgrounds they can go to. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think not feeding into social media is beneficial to anyone on these shows. Absolutely. Then you also see when people do feed into it, you, they got to get caught on a hot, hot mic. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be, you know, out there saying the wrong thing. And, but they want to paint me like the bad guy. So whatever. I want to go. There we go. <laughs> but but like I said, like, yeah, I'm, I've never cared. I think that's just part of, I've always been like that. I've never cared what the response to me is going to be. I'm being a human. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, challenge anybody to have these interactions in a group like this and to try to see how you react. And are you perfect? Right. And put yourself in our, in our shoes. Like, well, how would I act if somebody said that? This is... I'm glad you said that because we like the fandom really people don't like put themselves in the shoes of a reality star a lot. And it's so always evident when someone, Oh, I, I hate it so much when I love like a reality star, like a reality star is checked in their first, like one or two seasons, but then you can always tell when they start looking at the feedback from the fans and like this and like, imagine if Kenya Moore like crafted, her character after like her first two seasons of Housewives, like we wouldn't have the icon that we do today. Right, right. It'd be so weird. Yeah. yeah, weird guys. <laughs> I mean, I just or you know, I don't know. It's the you know, I appreciate everyone's like investment in the shows and stuff. So you know, the social media stuff is not going to go away. But I just urge anyone on a platform like mm -hmm. ours, like don't feed into it because it definitely does change the way you present yourself on camera. It really and does. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things, speaking of, uh, we talked about like kind of the core group on this show. One of the things that fans have been really vocal about loving this season is how the quote unquote core four, which is you, Giselle, Karen, and Ashley, y'all all like are on a great page with each other. You even kicked off the season with like that, that picnic that was hilarious that we all love too. Does the energy change when filming like, does it, does it change a lot on the show when all of you guys are like on a great page? Cause it's not often that we see like Giselle getting invited to Karen's house to Kiki. Like we don't see that too often. So how does the energy change for like you guys specifically shooting this show when you're all on a good page? Yeah. I mean, I think that first scene with the four of us was very pivotal to starting off the season strong mm -hmm. um, because it is like, you don't, you don't want to see people fractured all the time, especially the same people over and over and over again. And so mm -hmm. um, it was very important that we start the season off like that. And that wasn't, you know, we had gotten together privately um, a few months before we started filming just to mm -hmm. kind of say, we appreciate one another. We're mm -hmm. grateful for one another. We're, we're so grateful for the show and where we've come. It was like more of like a nod to just like appreciating um, that we were about to embark on season seven. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, it just, I felt like that was the right way to kick off a season seven for sure. It was perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, cancer, no cancer. <laughs> watching the scene back like you know you kind of because you weren't there at first but you kind of walked in on the whole you know Giselle and me a conversation and the the fu and all of this kind of seeing it back now did you see this moment any differently or were you guys were you know was the this is what cancer no cancer looks like was that harsh or do you think it was like this is what everyone's thinking we need to get to the bottom of this like what was going through your head like now that you've actually watched it back I mean, delivery was not right. It wasn't good. <laughs> you know, like, because it, I knew she was going through something, right? Mm -hmm. And it was, the message could have still been the same. Like, you know, we're confused. Do you have cancer? Do you not? We're not quite sure. We're, we're a little, you know, your messaging is a little off here. Mm -hmm. like, it should have been delivered a little softer, maybe in another setting. <laughs> um, but Giselle was like let's get to it you know she just couldn't help herself mm -hmm. because, I mean it was kind of like the way she was addressing her was as if Mia had done something to her 
You know, right. what I mean? instead of like, girl, I support you, but what's going on? You know, she right. just said it differently. So um, I would have definitely addressed it differently, but I would have had the same message. Like, look, it does seem kind of weird. It seems, you know, maybe a little attention seeking, maybe some stuff, you know, isn't quite the truth. What's going on? Like, I believe in um, being supportive of your friends, but also being honest with them, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's harsh, the harsh truth or not, you know, just to say like, this is what it kind of looks like. And I'm not the only one. Um, mm-hmm. so, we, that, that wasn't really the right way to start, but. <laughs> because despite what anybody like in the fandom says, like now present day, back when the original message was posted, we were all just kind of like, like nobody was really like just outright posting it. We were all like kind of in the DMs, like, wait, what is she, is she saying she has, you know, like we were all like kind of quick because we were like all concerned and like, we're like, right. wait, what is happening? How should we? And then the message got edited. We were like, okay, wait, what is actually happening right now? So I, I think it's valid for, you know, it's valid for us to be confused, but especially you guys that actually know her and are around her to be like, hey, what's going on with this? Like, what, do we need to know something or do we need to, be right. checking in regularly like what's happening so exactly. i don't know yeah like and i texted her right away when i saw like oh my gosh you know i'm i hope everything's okay i'm praying for you but i didn't really ask more questions and then it was like you know a month later she follows up with like the follow-up post and that was like right before we started filming and so it was like okay girl like what's happening you know mm-hmm. so um i think we're gonna have taglines episode four episode four okay yeah. So when this episode comes out, you guys will have just seen tag. Okay, so yeah. we'll see yeah. you guys. We we just stay calm. You'll get them. <laughs> you, I, which I, I, you know, I, I love the, uh, the, you know, I love mess that isn't like has a lot of consequences to it. Mm-hmm. You sparked some controversy when you're you made comments about Sharice being the real grind down of Potomac, <laughs> which I'll be honest with you. Those of us that have been watching from the beginning and like those that know that like Sharice was kind of like the nucleus of the, like the friendship group, like you knew her, like, you know, everyone kind of knew each other almost yeah. through Sharice, I think. So like it, it was something that I guess the fandom that's been watching since the beginning kind of said to ourselves, but people right. were like blown away that you said that she was the real kind of grand, you know, grand dam. Did you kind of say this to kind of send the fandom into a tizzy or was this something you just like, I mean, that's, I'm standing 10 toes down. That's what I feel. Yeah. I mean, it was honestly more out of respect for Sharice. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't to put Karen down. It was more out of respect to Sharice. Like, first of all, like, we, we, I really don't care about a title. Sharice doesn't care right. about a title. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's a silly thing. But it was more so giving Sharice her props and respect for mm-hmm. the person that I've known her to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all, like, and, and like I said, we all know, you know, the truth, which is fine. I mean, it's like, I didn't really think it was something to be arguing over. Like, I I don't know, (laughs) you know, like, right. It's really not that deep. Um, Right. And it wasn't a knock to Karen. I don't don't even know what the hell Grand Dom means. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? (laughs) Some Bridgerton, I don't know. (laughs) So, but it was mostly out of respect for Sharice, just giving her her props, not mm-hmm. taking anything away from Karen and her, you know, delusion of grandeur. But, you know, just giving my girl Sharice her props. I didn't know that anyone would really even like, know, not, not you know, of course you notice everything you say, but I didn't think that would be something people would pick up on. Right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we've seen on the show is uh, playing out is obviously we're going through a change in Ashley Darby's life. What was kind of your honest reaction to finding out that Michael and Ashley were separating, divorcing, whatever the state is now, because you know, you could be like sad and shocked because a marriage is ending, but sometimes you're like, well, it kind of seemed to me, at least it was a toxic situation. So like, I'm glad that you're kind of removing yourself. What was your kind of gut, like first reaction when you heard the news? So my reaction was one of not being surprised at all. Like, mm. I was like oh, okay. It's about, you know, it's going to happen one day. You're like, <laughs> finally. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wasn't surprised at all. And I remember, and I said this in scene, I don't think they 
they use it like that first at the mm-hmm. cherry blossom thing and you know I don't know they're all acting all surprised and I'm like why are you surprised like right this is nothing to be surprised about at all <laughs> like first of all divorce is very common and the second of all this relationship we've seen it be very you know rocky mm-hmm. or whatever and you know then you put in the age factor and blah 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 all this stuff I'm like not no surprise here no. um what's funny though at the um BravoCon at our panel um when the moderator pretty much like said oh Ashley you know we see you going through a divorce the entire room like screamed and roared and cheered it was Ooh. insane <laughs> how loud the crowd got and how much they were cheering on upon hearing Ashley's gonna divorce I mean it's Ooh. It, it was very telling, you know, just the memes on social media alone, like people were like, I feel like social media collectively did like a little happy dance to find yeah. out the news. Like it was kind of crazy. That was, that was wild. That was wild. So yeah. So no, but I was not surprised at all. <laughs> um, How nervous were you or how anxious were you kind of going into that conversation with Juan about the prenup? Because, you know, we, we don't know, you know, obviously we'll see it play out this season, I'm assuming, but, you know, we don't know if this was something that you guys just thought about and then just put to the side, or if this was like a, a a conversation that needs to continue and needs to happen. So what was your feelings going into that conversation? Oh, it was definitely <laughs> one that I was like dreading, you know, because mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, like, I know I have to have this conversation. Um, having it on camera is definitely not the move, but you know, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was, I was, I was quite, quite nervous, you know, on his reaction and mm-hmm. more so because I didn't want him to take it the wrong way. Right. And also like, you know, film, he doesn't enjoy filming period. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we you, you can tell, I'm sure he doesn't enjoy filming. And so talking about something so, like it's kind of stigmatized when you hear the word prenup it's kind of a little has a little stigmatization to it and so mm-hmm. um just something that could be controversial and taken the wrong way I just yeah it was a little scary Ugh. did you feel like his reaction in that moment like did you feel like because I know we all know like he doesn't you know care for the cameras that yeah. much like did you feel like you were getting an honest reaction out of him or were you like okay this is gonna be a conversation that continues on after the cameras leave. <laughs> yeah, he and so yes, um, he was kind of and and I and I and I chose to you know when I'm when you've been on the show this long you understand um, if there's stuff that you're planning to talk about like that's going to be part of your story mm-hmm. that is best to save those conversations for camera mm-hmm. and so that was my first time presenting that to him and I think he was even more upset about me bringing it up on camera for the first time to him, you know? So it was kind of like, why didn't you tell me this? Why do you keep yawning? I'm not yawning. I'm burping. I like, I have. Okay. Okay. I'm like, I keep seeing you yawn. No, I'm one of those people. I cover my mouth when I do anything. So very Southern. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, he was he was like really pissed. So it was already an uncomfortable topic, uncomfortable conversation, but he was like really mm-hmm. pissed off that I brought it up on camera for the first time, that I caught him off guard. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, eh, I'm, you know. Part of the job. Yeah, my job, but it is yeah. still a real topic that we need to talk about. So Ooh, I know. I I know it was not a comfortable thing, but I mean, it's one thing, it's one of those things that uh oh, I know what I want to ask you. Yeah. Um, we, I record, like I do a Potomac review with, uh, another podcast called She Speaks Bravo. And one of the things we kind of, uh, couldn't decipher, I thought Juan said, I will make more money than you. And, but the producer and her, they thought he said, I make more money than you. What did you hear? (laughs) I heard Baltimore speak and I am (laughs) fluent in Baltimore speak. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And he said, I'm a, he said, he said, I'm gonna make more money than you. There we go. Okay. (laughs) That he, I know exactly what he said. He, that was Baltimore speak. Mystery solved. There we go. <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, one word. I'm a. There we go. Uh, last big thing. Cause I know I, I, you know, I've already taken up too much of your time, but I want to get to like kind of the, 
the big uh, storyline kind of this season, which is kind of Chris Bassett and whether or not his online activity is, you know, quote unquote sketchy or if it's well within bounds, like in a friendship group. And I think people were shocked, like we talked about earlier, that you didn't just uh, kind of agree with Giselle, but I don't know why they'd be shocked if they've been, you know, watching the show all these years, but, you know, kind of talk me through why you think the other ladies, Giselle, Mia, Mia and Ashley, uh, why they're kind of going at Chris this hard about his social media kind of standing, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, with Giselle, it was more of the an in-person thing, but, um, yeah. you know, it's weird. I think because we're not used to, um, just in general, we're mm-hmm. not used to our friends' husbands communicating with us on social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when I think about, you know, all of my friends and their husbands, for the most part, we don't communicate on social media. Mm-hmm. It, but I'm not saying that to say that what Chris did was wrong. I just think it was unusual, especially for Ashley. So, right. even though I knew that Chris didn't have bad intentions, he wasn't sliding in her DMs, he wasn't mm-hmm. trying to be sneaky or whatever. Um, I think it was just something that she just wasn't used to. Um, but Chris, I think, is a little more um, friendly than maybe some other, you know, people's husbands, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, so I've never taken it the wrong way. I mean, he'll, you know, if, if I post something about, you know, Carter cooking in the kitchen, then Chris might respond. Oh, I, you know, bring him over. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't, There, he's never said anything that, that gave me pause to be like, Ooh, that's a little, I don't know. Like how should yeah. I do that? You know, mm-hmm. um, I get, you know, if someone is in your inbox at two something in the morning talking about, you should have come over whatever, you know, she'd have come to the W. I get, you know, how it might appear right away. But once you understand the context, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Gotcha. So, um, I just think we're just not used to to men communicating like that with mm. us. Um, but then I have other, you know, it's and, and then it also depends on like how long you've known. So I have a college friend i've known her husband since college too and yeah he'll mm-hmm. we'll communicate on dm he'll respond to something about the kids whatever and it's no problem right um, so i don't know it's just i think people get pick and choose <laughs> what makes sense for certain people and i think especially given ashley and candace's relationship it probably was a little strange for ashley too but then i'm also like do you really think he's that stupid to be trying to 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 sneak up in your DMs and try right. to you and we're in the middle of filming a show. Right. Stop. <laughs> He's been doing it long enough now. He knows the yeah, ramifications like, of all of that. <laughs> you're the last person that he would be trying to get slick with. Stop. Yes. <laughs> Are we can we expect to see any like I I'm assuming not because I know that Giselle and Candace went on to film Girls Trip like right after the season. So any chance we get any kind of reconciliation? Like, uh, or we just got to kind of wait and see. Um, you got to wait and see. Um, but mm-hmm. clearly, if there is one, it's no longer because I've seen <laughs> Candace tweet recently. Like, I'm not going to get over it. I'll never get over it. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I do. I do want to say this. So, although I was, um, you know, not really on Giselle's side for the, you know, whether it was appropriate or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say, I, I mean, I, the re, like, I want to make it clear and, you know, this is in just Giselle's defense. The only reason she brought it up was because of the Ashley DM story and it kind of jogged her memory. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's take the cameras away. And if this scenario played out the exact same way mm-hmm. as you've seen it on TV, you got to ask yourself, everyone has to ask yourself, is it that big of a deal? Right. The issue is that it's being done on camera. Right. Which it's kind of unfair because that's what, that's what we signed up to do. We signed up to, you know, to, to share our life mm-hmm. and if that's the conversation that me and Giselle are having in a cafe and she's, and I'm telling her what Ashley told me the day before. And she said, Oh yeah, well, I remember, remember, you know, 
in New Jersey. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Well, okay, maybe maybe Candace needs to know that that's he's doing little things a little too comfortably. Right. It's not a big deal. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I was like, what do you want? Do you want us to be real and honest and open with our lives and our opinions and mm-hmm. our reactions? Or do you want us to fake the funk and keep our mouth shut and not share anything? Right. So, you know, I just say that to say like, yes, I, I, I definitely knew Giselle was entering a slippery slope with that. And I was trying mm-hmm. to kind of help her back off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also wanted to let, cause as you saw Candace with the whole fourth, you know, breaking the fourth wall, blaming mm-hmm. it on the producers and we're not doing this. I wanted to make sure that they knew that this was not a setup. Okay. That, that, that was really my main reason for communicating with her and Chris. Yeah. Was, I want to let y'all know, because there was, you know, we, we kind of heard, you know, all that talk, mm-hmm. but you know, this is exactly how it happened. And this is not some plot. Mm-hmm. That word plot this is not some plot that we came up with at our, you know, when we met for lunch, the OGs met for lunch weeks ago. That was, right. That was actually said by someone like, oh, y'all met and y'all planned this. No. They no. said it every season, you guys. Like, when y'all start off with, like, a lunch, they're like, okay, who are they planning to take yeah, down now? Like, no, it's not. That's, we don't, that's not what happened. So I, mm-hmm. I want to make it very clear that this was not a setup. It wasn't a, a deliberate, okay, Chris is the target. I just, you know, mm-hmm. I thought it was important for them to know exactly the order of events and why Giselle was bringing it, bringing it up. But like right. I said, put the camera's away and it's not a big deal. There we go. <laughs> Robin, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me. I'd want to give you the platform to uh, tell them everything from embellished, when they can watch the show, uh, when they can download Reasonably Shady. Tell them everything. Yes. So, of course, The Real Housewives of Potomac every Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Y'all know that on Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, the season is really, really good. It's apparently supposedly one of our best or, or no, I'm sorry, not one of the it is the best according to our um, executive, you know, our producers at our, our production company who's been with us from season one. She said Ooh. it's our best. So, I believe it already. I believe it because I'm these episodes I have loved every single there has been a lull for me at all in any of the episodes. I've loved them yeah. from start to finish. And it won't be. It's really good because um we all get involved, we all take the baton, the, the drama, the drama is not stale. We're not harping on the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, boom, 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 boom. So um you'll be very entertained and um you know, stuff that you don't expect coming. Um, but in my opinion, it's not toxic. So I felt like perfect reasons, that's my opinion. And maybe it's just because I've been doing this for so long. I'm just like, <laughs> right. But, um, you know, some seasons before have just been very like toxic and didn't feel good to me. Like this mm-hmm. one, I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so keep watching. Um, what else? Reasonably Shady, our podcast downloads, you know, uploads every Monday, new episodes. Um, we also are on Patreon where we give a little more, you know, insights on things that we probably shouldn't. And um, we're having a live show, another, our second live show in New York, November 26th. Um, so that'll be fun. And then what else? Oh, Embellished is still doing well. I have some new styles, some beanies coming some so yeah it's it's kind of it sucks because like once they show our business like one season or two you know one like it's like okay what else you got like like so you really don't even see me right embellished but it is still very a big 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 part of my life um and a a business that I'm still working hard for so because I see those dope hats everywhere so there we go. Yes. I'm trying to give me one before they sell out. I got to have hurry up and get over to the shop. Oh, shoot. They might be sold out right now, but I'll have some more. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get one because I, I know those puppies sell out fast. Like, yeah. are those yeah. your, like fastest selling item every time? Um, Yeah, I would say that one. You know, so my original hat still sells pretty fast. Actually, I actually have this mm-hmm. one. This is my first hat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, the dope hat sells really fast too. Like people love gotcha. that. But, but I'm gonna have some um, 
solid color, like micro suede, like pretty colors. You know, some people want solid. Mm. So I have some solids coming out. So nice. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you again for coming to talk to me. This has been amazing. I've got, I've, we've made it a yearly thing now <laughs> unofficially, you, but I yeah. love it. But thank you so much. Thanks for the show. We were, everyone's loving it. They were like, when I, you know, told a couple of people I was going to talk to you to get some questions and stuff. They were so excited because everyone is loving the season. So I hope yeah. y'all are feeling the love from the fandom. And we definitely are. It's good. It's, it's you know, like I said, we really appreciate it because we we will not forget those days when <laughs> we were kind of you know on an island by ourselves. But it's yes, good. there yeah. you go. I mean, y'all, y'all, not to be shady, but y'all came with another show, and y'all are still here. So yeah, y'all it's are doing nice. it. It's not easy. Don't it's we do not. It at all. Y'all are still it. here, and we're glad you're here. Y'all, I've been Kendrick. That's been Robin, and we'll see you. Thank you. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple podcast or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at realitycomics2 t-o-o this is kendrick and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.